Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide our offense tonight? Unfortunately, our offense is being guided directly into the ground. This team sucks. Hello and welcome back to the podcast, two Steelers fans in a pro football world. I am Zach. And I am Dill. And uh, Dill said it. We, we suck right now. We're terrible. We are terrible. Uh, this episode is going to be kind of like the last episode. Uh, definitely going into... I'd say it's going to go a lot more into depth on... Because la- last week, we knew that the team needed to make changes. But it was also, you know... If we had won that Colts game, it wouldn't have... We, we could have overlooked it for a little bit. It, there's no overlooking it anymore. No. So we're going to go, I'd say, a lot more in-depth on exactly what the Steelers should do, what they will do, and what, unfortunately, they will never do. Yeah. Um, but... This is going to be kind of a more grand pondering episode. We don't need to do a recap of the last game because if you've watched any of the last three games, they're all essentially the same. We suck. That is not how I phrased it earlier. No, but we're not going to say how you phrased it earlier. Well, I don't want to say how I phrased it earlier. I don't think we're going to do that. I really want to do it. Anyway, um, I I did mention to Dill uh, during the Indianapolis game, though, the unfortunate, the most unfortunate thing about it is you could probably make an argument that we're the worst team in the NFL right now. Maybe not the worst team, but we're definitely the worst offense. I don't yeah. think it's close. I, I mean, think- based off how our defense has been playing, look, I know Indianapolis is, what, they were a top 10 scoring offense, but like, still, what the heck? I, what the heck? You know who wasn't a top 10 scoring offense? New England. Yeah, that, that they scored 21 points. In the first half, yeah. But then we shut them out for the rest of the game. Yeah. The offense, but but the, they I know, shut no, us I know, down I know, enough I know, that I it know. didn't matter. But the, I'm saying the offense should have been able to get it done in New England. And yeah. they, they didn't. This It's so freaking stupid, man. The offense is just a train wreck. It really is. And you, it's Maybe it's because of like still Matt Canada schemes. Maybe it's because our players just aren't that good. I this is I think the worst part about this team, especially with the offense. People are like, oh, you know what's what's the problem? Is it is it Pickett? Is it you know freaking Trubisky? Is it the offensive line? Is it the receiver? It's everyone. Uh, we all suck. Yeah. The only bright spot on that offense right now is Jalen Warren. Yeah. Everyone else is just off. It's just terrible. The well, I think the other problem with it is like it's really hard to discern what the ex- like. I, I agree with you. It's like every piece has a major problem, yeah. but then that makes it so much harder to address because what do you change without literally just like yeah. throwing everyone out of the organization and just using them. like, I don't know, trading for like 80 freaking draft picks and just yeah. pick up the you entire tra- Alabama trade, offense. Yeah, you trade for the entire NFL draft <laughs> capital and then you just tr- draft an entirely new team. We year. will give our entire roster... Everybody we bring in will all be rookies. Yeah. The, I, all 53. It's also the, the biggest thing, and I was about to talk about it before I was rudely cut off whenever we had to start. Um, the freaking wide receiver room is just is a train wreck right now. George Pickens, God, he's so talented. Dude needs to like play as a team. He has to play a team sport. Like he, the, the dude is like he's doing his own thing right now. Which is just awful. Like, I don't understand. You know, it's, we, everyone knows the clip of him, like, uh, not blocking for Jalen Warren on the what should have been a, a rushing touchdown. Which was just crap. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... I, I get that he's frustrated. Oh, I'm not getting the ball. Dude, You because you catch it, and then you just... Like, you're not... You know, and I, people argue, oh, well, he's not getting the, the chance to do it because uh, you look at his route trees. And first of all, shut the hell up, nerd. I don't need to know all of that. For, oh, look at his route tree from IGN statistics or wherever the hell they get it from. I don't know. I don't really care. All right. He makes freaking circus catches. And I get that. But I, he's just he's not a team player. Mm-hmm. And we've had this problem with guys for <clears throat> years and years and years. First, it was I think it was um, Ryan Clark who said this on some football i don't there's too many I, don't, I honestly can't remember what ryan clark actually talks on but i see his quotes everywhere yeah he said so he was talking about the receiver room and he's like oh they've had a, a cancer in the locker room for years for a while it was ab then it was juju then it was deontay and now it's george pickens i think deontay's fine he has his moments but deontay oh sorry that pop was just that was a clean pop anyway deontay has his like he he's just kind of a nuisance like, every now and again, he does some boneheaded thing. And also, he can't catch the freaking ball ever, which is just astonishing. You know, it, it's been, what, like, four-ish years that we've... Oh, sh- yeah, it will be four. This is his yeah. fourth year, right? So Fourth? Yeah, because his first year was 2019 with yeah. Doc Hodges. I think we, he's got, like, a two-year extension, though. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, but he does. I mean, he has, like, issue attitude issues sometimes. But usually... I mean, the dude didn't score a touchdown all of last year. And for the most part, he kept himself together. Yeah. So And he still played every down. Or maybe not every single down, but, like, he still played every game. Yeah. And, like, he played it strong. He was he was a team player, yeah. Um, And, yeah, you could tell he was frustrated. But sure. as long as we were winning games, he seemed okay with yeah. it. Pickens, on the other hand, the dude's been here for two years, and he's already thrown. He was throwing fits last year. Yeah. And it, here's my thing about, one, I I can't tell you how much it annoys me that people, because you mentioned it already, the people who are like, well, look, look at the routes he was, well, I'm like, you don't know the routes he was supposed to run unless you have the playbook. Which, I mean, look, I know that every, it seems like every team basically has our playbook because Matt Canada just, you know, put it on a silver platter and handed it to yeah, him. he drew up, like, three plays and then said that's good. But we we also know you're not going to know the exact route he's supposed to run unless you're in the room. And so, like, I, I stop giving me that crap. Stop giving me that, first of all. But also, do you watch a lot of George Pickens' routes? He very rarely gets separation. And I'm sorry, his hands, probably best, in contention for best hands in the league. Yeah. But it doesn't matter if he can't get separation. Yeah. Like I said, he catches it and then he just goes down. Because if you always have to make a circus catch, at some point it's it's not going to be feasible. And also, you're requiring your quarterback to fit it into tight spaces that you have to make a, a circus catch, which... A lot of times, when they try to get it to him, like, it's close. But it's yeah. like, that's just begging for an interception. Yeah. I will say this. I, I totally forgot about this earlier. The other bright spot on our team right now is Pat Fryermuth. He's always really good. But for some freaking reason, he also never gets the football. The and one I do game. not understand it. Yeah, the or one sorry. game yeah. they targeted him over the middle of the field against Cincinnati. Dude went for, like, 11 catches and 110 catches, 120 yards, something yeah, goofy like exactly. that. exactly. I mean... When he gets the ball, he's nuts. And that was our one game over 400. He also, Wonder why. He also has, he is responsible for Pickett's only two touchdown game. 
Uh-huh. I don't. I know at least one of the touchdown passes went yeah, to him. I don't one, know if both of them did. And then the other one went to Calvin Austin. Yeah, it was a that's right. It was, that, it was the freaking giant one. Mm-hmm. So, like, which now that I'm saying that out loud, it's just a sad. That's just sad. That that's his only multi-touchdown game. That's really really. But sad. again, th- this is another question that I want to bring up: Is that Pickett, or is it just the offense around him? I, I like I we get know. we get into the red zone, and it seems like there. I I say there was one game that I was like visibly upset with him and it was because there was like you know the Connor Hayward was like wide open in the back of the end zone or something but in all honesty like he's running for his life in the red zone our offensive line can't block in the red zone we do in our it what the red zone does is it majorly I think opens up the flaws in our receiving game yeah because our receivers can't get separation when there's a wide open field when they have like 70 yards or of field they can get more separation because they can just use speed and yeah. a lot of our receivers have speed they can't run routes yeah that's the pro deontay johnson actually can he just seems to drop a lot of them yeah he, he's but, the best he's still the best receiver on the team right now but, I just don't think he's a number one receiver. No, and I, that's I, the I problem. Agree. I think he's a very, very, very solid number two. Mm-hmm. But he, he just, I don't understand. And like, if we get a number one receiver in the draft, then I'd say we have one of the best receiving rooms because George Pickens and Deontay Johnson could both be top of the line number twos. But yeah. I don't think either of them have what it takes to be number one right yeah, now. Especially after watching their freaking the debacle that is this year's offense. I just our our line is terrible. Our receiving course, save for Pat Fryermuth and Broderick Jones, <coughs> our line, our receivers are terrible. Our running backs are just wildly inconsistent. Which part of that falls on the O line because they just they I mean they can't block anything. It's a, they they I mean they couldn't even block a, a Twitter bot for all I know. Yeah. Like they they can't block anything. So, and then there's the freaking I don't even don't even get me started on the quarterback room, dude. Mason Rudolph is meh. Mitch Trubisky needs cut. I mean, if we're, we're paying him. Something goofy like seven, eight million dollars. I think it's something highest paid backup yeah. probably in history. We're paying him something goofy like that for him to score thirteen points and lose to the Patriots. All right, that's the extent of what his backup skills have done this season. Get uh, he needs cut like immediately. Get him out of there. Mm-hmm. And so ah, but the offense, given all of its problems, you know, we could sit here and say, oh, there's not enough talent on the offense. The coaching's bad. Blah 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 blah. You know who doesn't have a freaking excuse? Is the defense? They think. Just think. Think about this roster: T.J. Watt, Alex Highsmith, Cam Hayward, Minka Fitzpatrick, Patrick Peterson. I know he's old, but he was really good for a really long time. Best corner in the league for a very long time. Joey Porter Jr. He's statistically one of the best corners in football right now, if not the best. So that's six. Like you know, I think I'm trying to think of how many are pro. Bowl. Four out of the six of them are like confirmed pro bowlers. I don't know. Highsmith hasn't made a pro bowl yet. He might make one this year. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. That might it's be... going to be tough because pass rushers are doing really, really well this year. That's also true. But like, So he's a Pro Bowl talent. Joey Porter Jr. probably won't just because he's a rookie and also the Steelers are just awful. So whatever his numbers are, it's not going to matter because the final score, it's, you know, it, it is what it is. But even still, so you've got six Pro Bowl talents with four who have actually made it. And that's more than half of the players on the field. You're going to sit here and tell me, oh, yeah. Larry Okunjobi. Yeah. I don't think he's a Pro Bowler, but he's pretty good. I think back in the day he probably made one, but man, he's been he's been a good spot on our defense when at least earlier in the year yeah. he was great. And I, look, I know our linebackers are hurt. It's not that I don't get that, but it's like, what you gave up twenty one points in one half to the Patriots. You gave up something goofy like 
I've been saying that a lot. You give up something like 31, 30, I can't remember what it was, to the Cardinals, and then you give up 31 to the Colts. Again, those numbers probably aren't exact, but, like, it's pretty close. Mm-hmm. Like, what, Colts, okay, you know, fine. They're they're pushing, like you said, a top 10 scoring offense. So, okay, fine. Maybe you get a pass for the Colts. What about those other two? That's awful. So what does that, first of all, what does that tell you? It falls on the coaching. What Terrell Austin needs to go immediately. Mike Tomlin, love you, brother. Yeah, you're done. We're, we're, I've had it. I'm up to here with this crap. We need, you got to just reset the whole, you got to, we got to factory reset this team is what we need. Go get Terry Bradshaw, put him in his uniform, get him back on the field. That's the factory reset, what we're doing right here. Right? Yeah. That's what we need. I just, they're, I'm, they're, I'm so out of excuses for the defense. Yeah. I mean, it feels like every week we're making it up. Because, oh, well, you know, they didn't have this guy or, you know, well, they, it was all luck or whatever. Yeah. No, I mean, look, the Cardinals game was a, cra- a crazy game. You know, Kenny Pickett went out mid-game. Um, they, what, we, were, we were keeping it close until Kenny went out. Uh, weather was absolutely crazy, but also it's us versus Arizona, so how are they doing better in crazy weather? Yeah, you'd think. Um, but Arizona, you could have called a fluke, you know? It was sure. just a really weird day. New England was not a fluke. Yeah. That was just pathetic. How do you roll in playing the 2-10 Patriots after having lost to the 2-10 Cardinals, and you blow it again? And then the Colts... Look, I understand the Colts are just as much in the playoff... Were just as much in the playoff race when we played them as we were. And they, like, at the beginning of the season... Basically, when we played them, they were looking like us at the beginning of the season. Some people didn't... Like, they were like, don't know how they're winning these games, but they're winning these games. And so it's like, to an extent, we're very, very similar teams. And in the beginning of the game, we were playing, like, very, very similar teams. And then we just... But when we went into halftime, it should have been the time where it's like, this is it. We're down by one point. Let's keep it close. Let's go. Let's do... And, like, keep it close enough to deliver the kill shot at the end. What do we do? We fumble... We, we, we stopped them on a three and out. And then we immediately fumbled it and gave it back to them, and then yeah. just we were never heard from since. It was just. And I I like that we're putting in Rudolph, but why now? Why so late? Yeah, you had so much time to put him in. Like I agree with everybody; they should have put him in after Mitch's first interception in that game. Yep. Or at least after the like, we we scored on two of our first three possessions. We scored touchdowns. Didn't score through the entire second quarter and allowed 14 points. At that time, I would have been like, all right, Mason, you're going in. If it's just as bad or if it's worse, put Mitch back in. But at least give something. Yeah. But. So it's, I don't know. At this point, I feel like you have to just, you almost have to hope that they lose out. And that's a sad, sad reality. But that's the only way anything is going to change. Because if Mike Tomlin pulls a 9-8 and eight season out of his butthole like he does every other year, then nothing's going to change. It's going to be status quo. You know, we're going to repeat the same thing next year. So I, I, don't, I don't love doing it, but I, I, I hope they lose out. Because then, first of all, you get a higher draft pick. Maybe you get a, a, a better quarterback. But also, then maybe the people will finally realize, hey, we got to fix some stuff with this franchise because we're broken. I still, I know we had this debate last time. I would much rather take, 
The problem with our offensive line that I think is that we have too many free agents. And Ben Roethlisberger said it on his podcast the one time that it's like, you can bring in guys like Isaac, Mason Cole, great players. They're not Steelers. Yeah. That was, those were his exact words. They're not Steelers. Because they come in, they're products of other leagues, other organizations. Or not leagues, other teams and other organizations. And they come in, they don't know what it's like to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. And like he's like, when, it, when we had that line with Pouncey, Filer, um, Villanueva, DeCastro. DeCastro, a lot of them came in from the draft with Pittsburgh, and they were there for the long haul. They played as a unit. I firmly believe, and because it's exactly what Ben was saying, I firmly believe that the only way that we build an offensive line that's there to last is the entire line has to be drafted for Pittsburgh. Not just because they need to find the Pittsburgh Steelers' way, because I don't even think our any person in our organization knows what that is except Minka and TJ and Cam. Yeah. Um, and whenever he's not committing penalties during the Arizona game, Miles Killebrew, because <laughs> besides that one game, I love that man. Yeah, I, he freaking – he absolutely blew up during the Arizona game. But so every other cool. game, he's yeah. like MVP. <laughs> um. Anyway, man's got four punt blocks in the last three years, yeah, and that's nice. more than – Every other team in the NFL. Yeah. Um, but any anyway. Our team um, sucks. So, but like, it's not so they can necessarily figure out the Steelers' way. I think the biggest thing is that of all units, the offensive line needs to be a team. Yeah. Like that is that is what the offensive line does. They like Mason Cole. Will if he gets a direct like somebody's directly coming in on him, he can push the guy to the guard on the side and then pick up the blitz or Isaac can make like both of them know exactly where they want the hole to be. And they can like spread the defense and make the hole. You have to know exactly what every person on that line is doing to perfection. If you want a good offensive line. So I, I hear you, but in terms of this, this, this specific draft makes it weird because every year you have to evaluate talent at each position. There's a lot more talent at quarterback than there is at O-line this year. And if you're going to get a generational guy, this is the year to do it. I mean, that's just a fact. So that's why, I mean, but I, here's the I, thing. I don't disagree with you that the whole we should probably draft the whole line, save for maybe one or two guys. But, I mean, th- this, is, this is where it gets weird. Because if you wait and you say, no, we'll pass on this year's class, that might be your last chance for the next like four or five years to get a truly generational quarterback. I say might. I don't know for sure. But I'm saying that there's a decent likelihood that that's the last chance you're going to get for a generational guy. And people are like, oh, well, there's quarterbacks taken every year in the draft. Yeah, well, how did Zach Wilson and freaking Trace, Trace, Trey Lance. Yeah, Trey Lance and Mac Jones turn out, all right? Yeah. Those guys were all supposed to be really good. We're not generational guys. You find generational guys. And all three drafts. of them were th- said to be generational guys yeah. when we got them. Right. You find generational guys in drafts, like the, yeah, in drafts like this where there's, you know, seven, eight, nine guys who all could be first and second round QBs. I mean, heck, you have uh, the Heisman was somebody who didn't even make the like their team didn't even make national championships Correct. wasn't even close from what i uh who the heck, seen oh, wait a minute i think who the heck was the heisman 
Oh. Jaden Daniels. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the LSU guy. Um, like, there's a, there's a lot of good quarterbacks in this draft. And then, of course, we'll do a full draft analysis as yeah. we... As our season comes to a much sooner close than we yeah, would like. Yeah, freaking depressing closing. But also, this is the other thing. If you win out, you're killing your chances to go and get one of those good guys like Jaden Daniels or freaking uh, Michael Penix Jr. I, I mean, I don't know how many of these guys are going to be there. At, like, you know, even 10, gotta, 11, or 12. But, you like, gotta they think they're not going to be there like 22 or 23. Right. But you got to think of who actually needs quarterbacks right now. Because Chicago gets the first pick, but... There's a actually kind of a likely chance that they stick with Justin Fields because when Justin Fields is on, he's on. Yeah, he's a better runner than the, Lamar the problem, Jackson. The straight up, with Justin Fields isn't that he's a bad quarterback. It's that he's in Chicago. Mm-hmm. That's his problem. Well, and you're gonna have that problem with any quarterback right. that they pick up. So they might as well stick. So with him. I think, well, honestly, what Chicago will probably do if they end up with number one overall and decide they want to stick with with. Um, What's his name? Fields. They'll they'll trade back and they'll or get Marvin Harrison Jr. straight out. That is, they could do that. Um, but yeah, any, I mean, like the top guys, like your your Caleb Williams. I don't want. I wouldn't want Caleb Williams. No, me either. He's just he's too much of a hothead. He's like I don't know. No, I mean with guys, what we have in our wide receiver room, why would we couple that with? Yeah, him and also those guys just don't tend to do as well as I think they think they should. Sometimes they. Do. I don't know. In any case, you're not you're not gonna get a, a shot at him. Drake I think May, he's gonna be you're a not gonna Johnny get a shot I think he's gonna be a Johnny Manziel. That's possible. I don't know. I, I lost all hype for that guy when he said, "Oh yeah, I want a partial stake in. I want a partial ownership stake in the team that drafts me." Like, shut up, bro. Like, honestly, if you like, yeah, he's a he's a great player. He's gonna get drafted in the NFL. Why would we give you a partial ownership stake if, like, in all honesty, if you didn't get drafted in the NFL, you'd probably be working at a gas station. Like, well, also, I don't think like, that's how that there's works. No guarantee. It's different if like Tom Brady rolls up to New England and he's like, "Hey, can I have a like five percent stake in the team?" Okay, well, and consider. he says that now. Yeah, we'll consider it. Dog has done nothing in the NFL. Yeah, and I mean, in all honesty, their team was not great this year in yeah, college. Their team, their team kind of kind of choked. Um. And yeah, just because he's made himself famous, he's probably still going to be one of the top picks. Sure. I think he's going to be a major bust for whoever gets him. You know Atlanta's going to pick a quarterback. Yeah. Um, Atlanta, I, I wouldn't put it past the Jets unless they're sticking with Aaron Rodgers for another year. Then they might also wait. I mean, it sounds like they're planning on playing him next year. Um, people say, oh, the Giants are going to move on from Daniel Jones. No, they're not. No, because the they Giants. paid him, t- and they paid him too much money. They paid him a fortune. And they still have Tommy DeVito. <laughs> and in all honesty, like, they've done – I don't think their problem has been a quarterback. I think that's part of it. But I, I mean, no, it's definitely it. a big part of it, but I think they have other things to address, and they yeah. have a player that – look, Daniel Jones did not play great when he was on the field, but he was also injured. Like. Yeah. You're and you paid him a ton of money. You why you would just be throwing away a ton of money for a wild card draft pick, right? Well, anyway. it, and look, don't don't get me wrong. Teams do this all the time. We make fun of them daily for doing stuff like yeah. this. But I just I don't see them doing it. Well, you also got to consider the Patriots need a quarterback. Washington, um, maybe. Washington, that's a possibility. Um, Panthers won't because they still have, they're going to go with Bryce Young. I mean, they mm-hmm. just freaking draft. They're not going. That would be stupid. You said Atlanta already. New Orleans, I wouldn't put it past them. I mean, I know they got Derek Carr. Ooh. Tampa Bay might not just because Baker Mayfield has not been bad this year. Yeah. Again, their losses have not come on him, right. in, at least entirely. You look, you go out west, Rams will not, Seahawks will not, 49ers will not. I hate Brock Purdy, by the way. 
Um, Me too. Cardinals, probably. I don't think they're going to stick with Kyler. I think they're more likely to trade Kyler Murray. Yeah. Um, you go up north, the Bears, eh. Wait, yeah, we've discussed that. The Vikings. Is poss- if Kirk, possibly. It depends on how Kirk Cousins is doing coming yeah. back from his injury. Yeah, it's- but, man, he was on record-breaking numbers. Like, if if he's healthy. Yeah, that always seems to be how it goes. But the the other I I would I would if I were the Vikings I would actually get an earlier round quarterback solely because what you just said he's he's getting up there in age, yeah. so the Vikings possibly Packers won't Lions will probably D- not, nah, not this Jared year. Goff is doing good yeah they will they'll need a new one eventually but I don't think they really realize that yet um, you go over to the AFC the Raiders need one mm-hmm. the rest of that division does not you go to the 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 North Cleveland won't. Cincinnati won't, Baltimore won't. We're um, that's a possibility. We might take one. I still um, love Kenny, but you know it's yeah. Well, he's not producing. I lo- he's, he's a- winning more games than anyone else. It doesn't, dude. It- I know, I know. That's not. I don't know. I mean, you're not wrong, but if there if there's somebody that you can guarantee is a generational talent and he's yeah. available. Then I say you go for it. But if you miss out on one of those top five, yeah, then I would disagree with taking a quarterback. If you can guarantee that you'll have a generational talent, I say you go for it. If yeah. you don't, then I say wait for the second round. Because the draft is so deep that if you can guarantee that person is going to come in and revolutionize your locker room, do it. Say- if you can't guarantee that anybody on the board will... Then just wait and get somebody that's abs- get something that's absolutely desperate, like O line, like linebacker, yeah. Or or and then wait on that quarterback because the draft is so deep. You can at least get somebody who, if they when they sit there for a couple of years, and actually have, I I don't I don't know how much people have actually thought how good it would be to. Because I, I don't think they would necessarily, quote-unquote, learn too much from Pickett. Pickett has some learning to do himself. Right. But think about how good it would be for these two young quarterbacks to actually have a rivalry. Like, a healthy in-team rivalry is really good for competition. Like, thinking you have to play as good as possible. Yeah. Or else you well, lose that's, your... That's, that's why you draft somebody regardless, whether you want them to be a backup or a potential starter. But if mm-hmm. you can if you can snag Michael Penix or Jaden Daniels, those are the two that I keep seeing. If you can grab one of those, you take them. I don't yeah. think it's a question. Um, but then uh, know, the only other one that we didn't go into was the South. But Colts have Richardson when he's healthy. Yeah, the, I mean they did just draft him. Um, so they drafted him. C.J. Stroud is yeah he's playing just, out of his he's mind. Freaking, he's the second coming of Christ apparently. Um Will, Will Levis, Levis isn't bad and he was just drafted. Yeah. And, and so they're not going to they're right. not going to move on. They won't draft anybody. Um and, then Trevor, and Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence was just, recently he's also the second coming of Christ apparently so. <laughs> I mean, have you seen his hair? I have that, that is true. I do look at it quite often, yeah. I <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a big big hair Anyway, guy. um <laughs> but Yeah, then so I I honestly uh it's weird because the three, the top three needs that I think we have right now, all offense is all quarterback, freaking uh, O line, and then receiver. Mm-hmm. Just because our receivers are a mess, and they're always a mess, and it's really obnoxious. 
And I think because we we did a really good job of drafting most of our defensive free agents to multiple year contracts. Yeah. So I think if everybody can come back in the offseason healthy and we can get a new coach for defense, then we're good. Right. I don't think that's the problem. I mean, it's a problem right now, but it's something that we have to address with coaching and not in the draft. Obviously, we're going to, I'd say, draft some major linebacking depth. Biggest thing, in the third or fourth round, we need to draft a safety because we need more safety depth. Yeah, our safety depth is not... um, Not good. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, Because Miles Killebrew is going to end up being a starting safety right now. That would... That's... That's, that's man's great on no yeah quick he, kick coverage but I just I yeah, don't know it's fine but I don't know that I desperately want to see him lining up in starting safety coverage against Jamar Chase that's, that might Jamar Chase is out I not like I know but he's out at least against us this week yeah so I, is he really yeah I, see that. I uh, saw it on fantasy uh, why did I know that yeah he was he was confirmed out for the Saturday game thank, thank you for enlightening me. You're welcome. So we just have to deal with Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. Which... Tyler Boyd's going to shred us. That's what oh, I'm yeah. Because we always like, ah. Yeah, I'm, I'm really goofy. debating putting him in for one of my fantasy leagues because I'm like, normally you shred us, but then if I put you in against us, then we, like, hold you to nothing. So, Because, like, if I put Tyler Boyd in, then T. Higgins is going to go off. Yeah. And if I put T. Higgins in, then Tyler Boyd's going to go off. Right. And I'm like, there's no winning. Right. And if I put them both in, then, like, their random fourth string, who's now their third string, is going to go off. Yeah, whatever his name is. Fantasy-wise, the Steelers will never help me. No, so. no, it's, no. But, I don't know, man. It's it's just, it's been a really frustrating season. We had, I was so excited for it, too. Yeah, but, well, yeah, because, like, this has been one of the worst roller coaster seasons I've ever been on. Because preseason was perfect. Yeah. Literally, like, that's not even, like, me saying it looked perfect. No, it was quite literally five for five touchdown opening drives yep. with our starting offense. Perfect. I don't it know where that went. Went down the drain. Yeah, like, I know, our hopes like, and dreams. I, I honestly, it, this is a good chance that it's because we rolled in, got blown out by San Francisco, just shook everybody's confidence. Well, we, we rolled in, got blown out by San Francisco, and Matt Cannon was like, see, you told me to change the playbook. But this is what happened. We're like, Matt, we went against the best defense in the league. Yeah. Nope, we got to go back to what I was doing. Matt, no. Matt, you fool. <laughs> Matt, you fool. Everybody, they, they did this to everybody. It's still baffles. Except the Browns. Yeah, well, they just, they blew. Well, it's because I think... Christian um, McCaffrey he was left hurt. Mid-game. I think Debo was hurt. Um, yeah. So, like, believe Trent it or not... Williams was hurt. Yeah, so believe it or not, when Brock Purdy doesn't have the greatest show on turf surrounding him, he's not the best quarterback in the league. He's not the league MVP. Oh, he's the best system quarterback we've ever seen. Dude, I, I he's massively... I, I am a certified Brock Purdy hater, and I have no shame in admitting that. Oh. I People say, oh, well, look at the statistics. Yeah, well, if I had freaking... Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, the best line in football, the best running back in football in CMC, and then the best defense to back me up, I'd probably do pretty good too. There were, There's actually a very solid argument that you could make that if you switched Kenny Pickett and Brock Purdy, they would have the exact same stats. Like, yeah. it would, like 
Kenny Pickett would have Brock Purdy's stats in San Francisco, and Brock Purdy would have Kenny Pickett's stats and in Pittsburgh. And people are like, oh, well, well, if anybody could do good in that system, then why did Jimmy G do awfully? Because he's it's Jimmy, Jimmy G. G. That's why. And he, what do you mean, why did he do awfully? He went to the Super Bowl with you guys. He did, that is something that happened, yeah. Like, guys, and then two years later, he went back to the NFC Championship game. Yeah. You forget who took you to the NFC Championship game yeah. two years later. Yep. Like, guys. So, yeah, you're right, you're right. I'm like, are you kidding me? So, yeah, anybody could do good in this system. That's Trey Lance had a couple good quarters in that system. Yeah, he didn't play a lot. No. But, but when he did, yeah. he w- either he was absolutely amazing or he was absolutely terrible. I, I don't I have And no if you idea. know you you know that Trey Lance was a bust when he did terribly in the San Francisco system. Yeah. I have no idea how they have enough money to keep all those guys together. It's not going to I guarantee no. you it's I mean, not going to. It'll last. be the same thing that happened with Kansas City where something'll break. Kansas City's receivers freaking shattered, but now they've got Marquez Valdez Scantling. Dropping mm-hmm. passes since 2018. He's not dropping as many as Kadarius Tony. Dude, freaking, oh my gosh. Kadarius Tony's hysterical because he gets blown up on the internet every time he drops a pass and he gets so pressed about it as if he didn't just cause, as if Kadarius Tony alone hasn't cost his team three separate games. Yeah. The, the Chiefs, this could be like the first season that I realistically don't see them making the AFC Championship game. I hope Super Bowl, I'm not even putting that into question. It's just the AFC Championship game. I hope they game. don't make it. Like, no disrespect to Kansas City. Uh, maybe like a little bit. But I don't really want to see them in the, in the Super Bowl again. But I, I, would, I would prefer to see... I want to see them in the championship just because... I, I'm a, I love consistent stats. Yeah. And I love streaks, and I, I don't know why, but it's actually really entertaining to me that Kansas City has made it to the AFC Championship game every year Mahomes has started. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. But in any case, oh, you know what that reminds me of? So, did you see the thing that Richard Mendenhall put on Twitter? <clears throat> I think so. About the, we should have an all-black versus all-white Pro Bowl? Yeah. Yeah, so people were blowing him up for that because it was a boneheaded thing to say. And he posted a, a, a picture of him uh, right before Super Bowl forty five, where they won the championship game, and he was holding the AFC championship trophy. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm an AFC champion. Like, stop talking to me. And somebody somebody captured that. And it was like, dude, stop. We don't celebrate AFC championships in Pittsburgh. We're not the Bengals. And I thought that was hysterical <laughs> because, dude, I live in Cincinnati for the better part of the year. The number of people I see walking around with AFC champions shirts on is just hysterical mm-hmm. because I, I have always been of the mindset of if I see somebody walking around with a, a whatever conference champions jersey, I'm like, oh, so you lost when it mattered. Yeah. And dude, Bengals fans get so, oh, well, at least we made it to the AFC champions. Like, we did good. Yeah, and then you lost when it counted. So who gives a crap? Yeah, and we've still made it to more than you have. Maybe not in the last three years, but we've still made it to more. It's not as bad as Browns fans who haven't made one, like, ever. And they, they do, they have, like, AFC North champ. No, they actually haven't won that. They, they go wild card champions. Dude, Browns talk such, Browns fans talk such ungodly amounts of smack for a franchise that has done buttfuck nothing. <laughs> For we're gonna have to so, for for bum crap nothing because you won't let me say it the way I want to for you know the better part of th- almost thirty years they talk so much crap I I know this will probably be the first year that the Browns finish with a bitter record doesn't us since the nineties 
I want them to get blown out in the first round. I don't know. It's like, I don't... I'm not attached to the fact that they might do better. Like, the first round, oh, ha, ha, we did better than... Like, okay. You, you did better than us you, once. So, so our, our... You did better than us, and all it took was our worst offense in the last 30 years, a coaching change that we haven't made since Hitler was at the height of his power, and a defensive coordinator who wouldn't know a defense if you read him out his own plays, and a head coach... Who doesn't know what's going on? That's all it took for the Browns to finish with a better record than us. And we still have a chance that... And there's still a chance that we finish with a better record than Yeah. Because they're going against the Texans this week. Yeah. That won't be a gimme. No. Um, and, yeah, I don't know, man. Like... <sighs> I was going somewhere. Let yeah, me I bet. I bet you were. <laughs> I bet you were. Um, I just... I with the playoffs this year, I really hope that the Bills the Bills are my AFC pick for the, the Super Bowl. They're not mine. What what who do you want to say there? Probably Baltimore. I don't really love, I don't love it. No no no. It's not who I think's gonna make it, it's who I want to make oh, it. Oh, who I want to? I mean ideally it would be us, but we're not really in the race anymore. So I would love to it's never gonna happen, but I would love to see Houston go. That's fair. Oh I yeah, because you're you're a Houston fan. Yeah, closeted Houston fan. Yeah, I think CJ Stroud can get him to the playoffs. Oh yeah, for sure. He just has to. Unfortunately, beat... he's also out for this week again. Yeah, which oh maybe they won't beat the Browns then. <laughs> I don't know. They beat the Titans at home, and the Titans at home were almost undefeated. The Titans are also just bad. Cleveland's defense is really good, even though their offense is just it just sucks absolute donkey dong. <laughs> but no, I mean, I don't know. I just. Because of some of the games that Baltimore has lost this year, I still don't know if I trust them. I, I think here's the thing. Here's if they beat San Francisco, then I will give them the. What's the nod. what's probably going to happen is what happens every year with Baltimore, where they go to the division round and then lose because they're just awful. That's mm-hmm. probably what's going to happen. But and they're going to blow it in the fourth quarter. Yeah, as 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 they do. As they do. But I, I really do not want to see San Francisco in the Super Bowl, man. I hate San Francisco. I just I don't want to see them there because they have five Super Bowls, and I well, don't want that, them that to tie us. anymore. The Patriots also have six. It's not special anymore. Yeah, but they cheated. That's fair enough. See, we're the only ones with a legitimate... And I, there's people that are like, well, you know, the Steelers could have cheated, and it's like, okay, well, then we're better at cheating than they are, too, yeah. because we never got caught. Yeah. And I'm not even saying we did. But, like, a lot of people think was like, oh, well, they might have. It's like, what do you mean they might have? If, like, st- if you're stooping that low for an argument to try and discredit the Steelers' six Super Bowls, then you're just, you, you really got to get a it's hobby. Like, or we had the greatest defense to ever exist, ever, eh. for Steel Curtain. Great no, I know, but the 85 Bears defense was, it was, it was all right, I guess. 85 Bears was okay. <laughs> I'd say, I'd say the Steel Curtain was the greatest the greatest defense because it was the longest lasting Mm-mm. they all stayed together without losing like anybody major longer than anybody any yeah. other major defense but regardless probably the great i would say besides just simply because of the number of super bowls I, and i they won two of them because they cheated <sighs> Literally, the only dynasty that you could say is better than the 70s Steelers is the New England Patriots. Yeah. Which, again, it's crap. And yeah. I also, I was kind of saying it last week, but Bill Belichick is probably one of the most overrated. He's he is not the best coach in NFL history. 
because yeah. if he was, he would have been able to win more than three games without Tom Brady. His yeah, I guess his offense just also has nobody on it. But he also he's in charge of drafting. That's that is true. he he's is the GM. GM and head coach of New England, and he's brought in no one. Yeah, and I'm like. I, I know he has, like, this grand plan. Basically, Bill Belichick is the more famous version of Mike Tomlin, where he had a bunch of success because of people that he had on his team. And when he was younger, great at drafting. And then he just naturally assumes that, like, everybody he gets in these late rounds are going to be Tom Brady's. But that's just not how that works. Sometimes yeah. you need to get the people that everybody's obsessing over. Yeah. Like, sometimes that's just how it goes. Sometimes you find hidden gems. But sometimes the Hope Diamond's staring you right in the face and you just gotta take it. Yeah. I don't know. But, I, I don't know. My opinion is still Don Shula is the best coach of all time. Somebody that coached an undefeated team is probably, I don't know. That That's crazy to me. I don't know. And he's the most winningest coach in NFL history. Most winningest is he just is either winningest or he's the he's the most yeah he no he's the winningest coach in NFL history I believe English. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, we kind of got on some tangents, but you know, talking about the playoff picture is it it distracts me from our our sadness for a little bit. Yeah, I'm sad. Me too. Oh, before we get into your hot take, you know what else is really funny. Devin Bush likes to talk trash every time the Steelers lose, but the, uh, literally any time, because he'll post like on Twitter like this whole row of the laughing emoji. Every single time he does that, I always see like ten or twelve tweets of just his stat line for the season, which is in case anyone's wondering, seven. three solo tackles. Yeah, and seven. That's it. But but no. if you count as no, if you count as assists, it's like seven. He doesn't have assists. Really? No. <laughs> I thought it was seven. No, he has zero assists. At least on the fantasy stat line that they line up. Three solo tackles, zero assists, zero and he's just awful. Three tackles. Yeah. Bro has three tackles. Stop talking. And he went to Seattle and Seattle fans were so excited to get him. And I, I just like because I'm a I I'm a half Seahawks fan. When when the Steelers make me too sad, I watch Seattle. That's a, that's fair. Um, and Seattle fans were like, "Oh, nice, we got Devin Bush. You know, the Steelers weren't using him right. We're gonna we're gonna make him uh, look like a Pro Bowler again." Yeah, I, how'd I, that I go, work out for you? I, I I wanted to just put in everything. I was like, "Guys, coming from a Steelers fan, I pray for you. Okay, like this is I, I'm sorry for your loss. Also, thank you for taking him off of our hands. Yeah, I was that was." Yeah. Um, it is a shame. He should have been really good. But. Yeah, he just, he got injured and then just, he, was, he basically he, wanted everything handed to him again. He he was just never the same after he got hurt. No. Which, he was so good. He his, was. He his was rookie really year. I mean, look, his rookie year, he was going against Nick Bosa and yeah. got a decent what? amount. He, Nick Bosa was a rookie, was also a rookie Devin Bush's rookie year. Yeah, I knew that. Devin Bush was going against Nick Bosa for Defensive Rookie of the Year and oh, got votes. Okay. That's what I was getting okay, at. Yeah, I was thinking, like, when... But, like, he... No, what I mean is he got votes against yeah, yeah, Nick yeah, Bosa yeah, for, like, Defensive Rookie of the Year. And it was Nick freaking Bosa who got, like, 15 sacks his rookie year. Yeah. Like, that's insane. 
anyway, I just I I needed I needed to uh, to talk some smack on that. Very valid, understandable, but yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm gonna be honest to all of our viewers. This has been kind of a rambly episode, but it's like at this point, the season is coming to a close. Yeah, we're we're we got you got to talk about what happens next, right? And of course, there's there's some outcomes. We could win the next three and end up ten and seven. That would be I would be very very shocked if that happened. Me too. But if we win the look, I I know we've talked about draft picks. This is my own like really really little pondering here. Um, what would you do for a Klondike bar? What would be your reaction and like how would kind of you feel if we won the next three games? Not great, Chief. What if we won the next three games, like, with? I'm not gonna say blow them out because these teams were not gonna blow them out. But what if we won with conviction? Not great, Chief. Really, this team is not winning a Super Bowl. I mean, it's just not. Like we're they're fine, I guess, but this team they're not winning a Super Bowl, dog. That's what they said about the Giants. Yeah, well, you know what? The Giants had freaking Eli Manning. <laughs> all right, we have Kenny Pickett and Najee Harris. I don't think that's winning any Super Bowls. I love Kenny Pickett. I like Kenny Pickett too, but he's not going to win a Super Bowl, Zach. Not behind that line. Mm-mm. He's also not starting this week, so we're not going to win this game anyway. Unless Rudolph guys are slay that I, night. I would, yeah. To me, if we won the game, the next couple games strongly, then I would at least feel more okay with going into next season. I guess. I would I would be more likely to say that we have somebody who's at least starter level at quarterback. I would say that our defense is at least able to play to the level that we know they can. Um in all reality I, I see us winning the last two games if Kenny Pick is back in just because I think it's going to I think our offense is just, they're so fickle. Like, if if somebody that's not a starter is, or if a starter gets injured, the rest of the team's like, yeah. well, why do I have to care anymore? We're done. That's not how that, look how many teams have their starting quarterback injured. Yeah. And they still somehow won games. I mean, like, I hate to say this at all, the Browns. Watson's been out for like pretty much the entire freaking season, and That's, they're still what are they nine and f- six or something? Um, nine eight, and five, eight and six. I think. Yeah. Uh, now I'm gonna Google it. Hold on. Oh, Cleveland, what's your record? Cleveland is nine and five. Yeah, they're still nine and five, and. It's been with backup quarterbacks. Yeah. DTR, Jacoby Brissett, frickin' Joe Flacco. Yes. Why can't that be us? With Mitch Trubusky. Mitch Trubusky? <laughs> I don't know, Why man. Why did you say it like that? Because he's a bust. Oh, okay. 
I guess that is a little better than saying Mitch Trubisky. That that sounds <laughs> that sounds that sounds a little weird. Thank you. That's yeah. All right. Considering I, his quote. Yeah. What? What quote? He likes his his Twitter. He likes to. Uh, is that the one about driving naked? No, the one that he likes to kiss. What? Certain things. You haven't seen that? No. Look that up. I don't want to look that. I don't want that in my search history. <laughs> look up Mitch Trubisky tweet. Okay. I'm cutting all of this out, by the way. Mitch Trubisky tweet. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Mitch, I like that too. Anyway. <laughs> Delete that shit! <laughs> but anyway. Um... Finishing out the podcast, uh, I will go into the hot take. Okay. Ah, uh, man. This part gets harder every time because, you know, I don't know. Hey, how about that hot take about us winning a playoff game? Hey, hey, if the curse of Myron Cope, if we get there and the curse of Myron Cope comes back, you know, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Crazier things have happened. Um... I don't know. I I would say my hot take is that straight up, I'm going to say it. We get a Christmas Eve Eve win against Cincinnati. Rudolph, on Christmas weekend, can you think of anything more poetic than that? I mean... He did, Eric Pickett did it last year, but... Exactly. Um... And Rudolph's won games with us. And here, here's what I, what I do really like about Rudolph is there was a time when, you know, he started the 2019 season, right? Yes. And at the least 80s. most of it. Yeah, because Brothsburg got hurt. And um, helped us to get to an 8-8 eight and eight season. Still, you know, he didn't play great, but he stuck with us. And then Roethlisberger came back in. And then Roethlisberger left and we drafted somebody else. And people were, you know, basically trying to get Mason to say, are you mad at the team for picking up Mitch Trubisky and drafting Kenny Pickett and not giving you a shot? And there were some times that he almost came out and said, it's like, you know what, I'm ticked off. But he never really did. And he stuck with the team. He could have left, but he stuck with the team. And he's been working his freaking tail off. If you listen to his interviews, that is one of the classiest men I've ever heard speak. Like, he is actually... Because, especially with his interviews with Mitch, because people were trying to get him to, you know, slip up. We were like, you know, are you upset with the team for not giving you a chance? Uh, like, just, you know... Mike yeah, like, Tom- trying to bait him into saying... Yeah, exactly. And he's like, I'm in the NFL. That's a good enough chance for me. The fact that I'm actually here and still on a team and still able to say that I'm playing in the NFL, that's a good enough chance for me. And when my number gets called, I'll be ready. His number's finally called, and I, I don't know, just, I have a lot of trust in people, so I feel like he at least is going to give it his best shot, and the other thing is, somehow, someway, we are the Pittsburgh freaking Steelers, and somehow, we are going to make my head hurt even more than it already does, and we're going to somehow find a way to a winning record, and maybe even the playoffs, and it's going to be with the help of Mason Rudolph. I don't even know if I want it anymore. <laughs> End the suffering. But I could see it realistically happening because we do this every year. Yeah, that is that's true. This happens all the time. Yeah. And um 
Yeah. So I could I could see that being a very realistic hot take. Yeah, I bet you could. You were nodding along with it like it wasn't the most unrealistic it's, thing. I mean, it's not entirely unrealistic, but I don't think it's going to happen. Ow. But it is what it is. We will see tomorrow. We are recording this on Friday, by the way. This will probably be released on we the day do of the play game. tomorrow. God yeah. damn it. So I will be at the game. Um, but anyway, for our viewers, um, watching it before the game, after the game, whenever... We are, we have decided we are doing Collins next week. Uh, we are doing Collins next week. All right, we will be taking Collins next Wednesday. Uh, hopefully we will be, so the plan is to do the Collins around uh, 12, so around noon that day. And reach out to us on the Instagram. Uh, if you know us personally, reach out to us uh, through whatever mode of communication you normally reach out to us. But Please, we would love to have you guys in. We would love to hear your thoughts on the Steelers and or the NFL in general. You know, anything football related. Heck, if you want to talk to us about the XFL-USFL merger, you can do that too. That's true. That is happening. Yeah, so obviously we'll be talking about that once uh, this season dies down. But, you know, that that's another thing that we could talk about. Anything and everything football related that you want to talk about, uh, we will be talking about in our Collins next week. We do ask that you uh, come with, you know, certain points. We want to, obviously, we know it's going to be a longer episode having as many people or, you know, that we assume might call in, uh, possibly call in, and then also talking about what may happen during this Bengals game. Um, but please come in with some short, sweet comments so we can get to everybody who possibly wants to call in in uh and again please reach out to us uh you know through dms or things like that beforehand so we can get everything scheduled and uh yeah we will be back with a very big very fun episode next week and uh dill do you have any closing remarks you want to make on the collins or this game or anything before we end i have a spoon okay anyway so, yes, Collins next week. We hope to hear you guys there. And uh, thank you all for just your continued support for this podcast this year. We're nearing the end of the year. So uh, just thank you for giving us another good year. Our our yeah. first full, yeah, first uh, full January to December. Days. Yeah, first full year of the podcast. Um, so thank you guys for your continued support. We really appreciate all of you. Hey, to the three or four people who watch this every week, I mean this in the most genuine way possible. We appreciate it. Oh, yes. We we appreciate you guys so much. Uh, it doesn't get said enough, but um, we, we both said it doesn't matter how many people we have watching this podcast. As long as we still have at least one view coming in every week, we will continue to do it. And uh, for some of those weeks that we like if that one viewer, some of those weeks, if you're still there, we appreciate you the most. Yeah, so cheers. Uh, again, thank you guys for another great year. Merry Christmas. And, uh, yeah, we are going to end this podcast the way that Steelers fans end every day. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go.